Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Hopefully always entertaining and informative. Oh, and always free. You are tuned into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, February 18th. 2022. It is our 27th year on the air. And the announcer dude already said it, but what the heck? I say it again. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. You sure? Yeah. All right. The announcer dude didn't say that. No. All right. Well, you get to. Yes. But you get top billing still. Well, yeah. (laughs) Until we put some other name on the logo one of these days. Soon, I hope. I'm tired. Okay. This is your baby. Yeah, I know. It is my baby. Your 27-year-old baby. Jeez. It's not a very young baby anymore, is it? But it's always interesting, hopefully entertaining and informative, as I said. We want to remind you right out of the box. I hate that term, but at least what the heck. But let me guess. What? To to back up the data. Oh, what what data? All your data. Well, all your important data. All your important data. You don't yeah. need to back okay. up everything. Yeah. And, and I, I think the next thing you're going to say is to check your spam filters. For what? Well, for mostly emails from Into Tomorrow, but for anything that you might uh, need yeah. that Mem- might be in there. Family members, yeah. long-lost friends, cousins, perhaps uh, employers, whatever. Yeah. So long-lost many cousins in, uh, in Africa that just need your bank account information to, yeah. <laughs> so they can wire you your $2 million? Yeah. Well, I didn't say... Except all your spam, we always just say to check your spam filters because more and more stuff ends up in spam these days that shouldn't. But you still got to check. So do that regularly. You know, just make it a morning routine. Back up your important data, check your spam filters, have breakfast. (laughs) Maybe not in that order. And see what happens. We've got some tech news and commentary. David and Georgia standing by and a whole bunch of other folks. We've got awesome prizes for you. Many more things that we brought back from Lost Wages Nevada and the big consumer electronics show to share with you, our audience. So you want to participate and win stuff. Do you live by yourself or maybe with you and one other person? We got something really extra special we're going to share with you that you will really love. So stay tuned for that. Meantime, Tesla CEO Elon Musk took a dig at safety regulators last weekend when he said the, quote, fun police forced the latest safety recall of nearly 580,000 vehicles. Wait, the fun police? Yes. Okay. Um, Now, in the spotlight this time is Tesla's boombox feature that allows Tesla drivers to replace the normal horn honk with anything from a custom song clip to fart and goat noises. Yeah, like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because, yes, you can, I guess, up until now... Do whatever you want instead of a normal car yeah, horn. I and mean, it still had the, the a quick, you know, horn toot first, and then it played whatever sound effect you had. Horn toot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Gotcha. And then you could add a sound effect right. of your choosing. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, last week, the NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, ruled that it violates U.S. safety laws requiring electric vehicles to emit pedestrian warning sounds. One Twitter user asked Musk, what was the rationale behind the boombox recall? Musk replied, the fun police made us do it. Sigh. Oh, my gosh. The automaker agreed to block boombox when in reverse, forward, and neutral. So I guess now your Tesla can only fart in park. Let's get nuts! (laughs) So park your Tesla and then... 
Yeah. And this is apparently now, now I think, the 11th recall in the last couple of months for Tesla. <laughs> Not good. No. Especially the kind of money that many people are spending on these things. Uh -huh. Wow. Pretty bizarre. Facebook parent company Meta's Reality Labs division, which makes virtual reality goggles, smart glasses, and other yet-to-be-released products, lost more than $10 billion in 2021 as it built the business. I think we've lost that in 27 years ourselves. Probably. Yeah. It was the first time that Meta revealed the results of its hardware division. Meta reported $10.3 billion in profits during the last quarter of 2021, down from $11.2 billion that it made during the same three-month period in 2020. And poor, poor Zuckerberg lost $29 billion in a day as Meta shares crashed. Oh, Zuck. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. I'm also guessing that he probably didn't hit the like button on that probably news. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. But interesting that, first of all, that they would lose that much money. It'd be nice to have it to begin with to lose, uh -huh. which, of course, they do. Yeah. Well, speaking of, of Meta and Facebook, they've changed the name of Facebook's news feed which is the primary part of the service where users scroll through to see what their friends and family have shared. According to a tweet from the company this past Tuesday, going forward, it'll just be called The Feed. Probably because they realize that there is no news on Facebook. There's yeah. no trustworthy news. That's for sure. What are you, who are you kidding, News Feed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the News Feed name had been in place since the feature was first introduced more than 15 years ago. Um, in some ways, it's a massive change. Facebook is one of the world's most used platforms, and the feed is its main interface. On the other hand, it's just a name change to better reflect the diverse content people see in their feeds, according to a Facebook spokesperson. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, why do we always see the same thing over and over and over again these days, too? Because it always defaults to their uh, what they call relevant. So it's what Facebook wants you to see. Uh -huh. If you go in, you can temporarily change your settings to um, uh, whatever the, the term is for, for seeing them in order. Most recent. Oh. First. You know. Oh, I see. You have but, to go into settings to yeah. fix that. Yeah, and I think at some, point, at some point there's a button as you're scrolling that sometimes pops up where you can change it. But otherwise, you see what Facebook wants you to see. Yeah, of course. And I've heard from a lot of friends over the last several months that said, you must have been shadow banned me because they don't like a lot of things that I say. Oh, well, uh -huh. because they're not seeing as much of my newsfeed. They say that we, we go look for you because you usually make us laugh. Something there to be funny, something to be curious about. So I've had so many people tell me, I actually have to just put in the search menu. I put Dave Graveline, and then I get your news feed. Yeah, I've had to do that when you've asked me about a post that you've done, like, you know, three days earlier. You're like, you never liked to come and tell my post. I, was like, I never saw it. Oh. I would then go to your, your page, and I would say, oh, yeah, you posted this four days ago. It never showed up in my news feed. Pretty sad. Oh, sorry, my feed. Your feed, right. Yeah. It's not, not news, <laughs> right. Pretty sad when they even shadow ban you from your own family. Uh -huh. What's that about? I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard, Take-Two Interactive's acquisition of Zynga, and Netflix's foray into the gaming world are among the deals that could rekindle entertainment studios' interests in the industry. According to many investment experts, Hollywood corporations have largely abandoned gaming efforts, but some note that gaming offers opportunities for studios to differentiate themselves as new versus old media.
like the movie that we want to see, I guess it opens this next week, Uncharted, that came from a game. Which I didn't know until I'd never heard of the game until we were watching the trailer and I see the, the PlayStation logo come up in the beginning. Yeah, and it says rated T for teens. Yeah, like, and it was like, huh? I thought it was a movie. <laughs> well, it is a movie with uh, Marky Mark and uh, and one of the, the, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man guys, guy, yeah. Tom Holland, I yeah, think. That. And it's like, it looks swashbuckling fun. So, yeah, we want to we all want to go see it. But it was from a video game. So they're doing more of those kinds of things, too. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, it looks like DeLorean is going back to the future after all. The storied brand was rebooted several years ago in Humble, Texas, as a restoration and service outfit for the early 80s stainless steel cars. English mechanic Stephen Wynn had acquired both the brand name and a stock of original factory parts to maintain the cult classics, and he later expanded into manufacturing reproduction parts to fill the gaps. But in 2016, Wynn announced that it would start building all new versions of the coupes under the provisions of a newly passed Low-Volume Vehicle Manufacturers Act, which allows small automakers to build a limited number of historic replica vehicles without having to meet all of the costly safety requirements, which I don't know if that's something you really yeah, want to yeah. allow them to <laughs> is, bypass. Is that a but... good thing? So if you're a small company making only a few vehicles, what the heck? Don't yeah. worry about safety. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but the company has now released a teaser video for a new DeLorean that will be fully revealed this year and built in San Antonio. The animation shows an obscured car with the DeLorean's signature gullwing doors opening with the tagline, The future was never promised. No details were offered in the clip, but the company posted it to social media with the hashtags electric vehicle and luxury, making it pretty clear what we can expect. Whoa, interesting. But can you time travel with it? I don't know. But if, you, yeah. if you go fast enough, maybe. And it's electric, so it'll hit 88 miles an hour a lot faster than <laughs> gas-powered cars. Yes. I still have whiplash from that friend of mine that uh, put me in his, in his Tesla that he spent $150,000 on. I said, okay, you ready? I went, yeah, yeah, whatever, sure, whatever. Whoa! Yeah, but now that Tesla can't fart while he's in drive, so it's, it's useless to me. He, but he can park. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Here on Earth, we often say time flies, yeah, Com- like a DeLorean. But on a recently discovered exoplanet, time skyrockets. A year lasts only, are you ready, 16 hours. Okay. That's a year. The exoplanet, known as TOI-2109b, is part of a group known as the Hot Jupiters and has a mass about five times that of the Jupiter in our solar system. TOI-2109b's already short year is actually getting even shorter as the exoplanet moves closer and closer to its star. Astronomers say it may not be around in another 10 million years or so. But for now, it's pretty cool to think about their year is 16 hours. Wow. And time does fly. We yeah. say that all the time. But can you imagine? I've been in many posi- you know, many instances where 16 hours feels like a year. Well, sure. Or, you know, a movie that you sit two hours through and you'll never get that back. It felt like a year. Yeah. Those kinds of things. But... But an actual year being only 16 hours on an exoplanet, pretty wow. cool. You think they'd come up with a name other than TOI 2109B? Yeah. I'm still stuck Who's on A? The, I'm still stuck on the Hot Jupiters. It sounds like a, like an underground band or something. <laughs> it does. <laughs> now watch, we, we've uh, inspired someone to start a band called the Hot Jupiters. Yeah. 
Don't even know what that no, means, no. but that's what they say. <laughs> a new hub study shows that consumers are showing a penchant for gaming over watching TV, with video games making up now 16% of screen time leisure time in 2021, up from 12% in 2020. TV watching declined five percentage points last year compared with 2020. So are you watching more or less television? If it's History Channel, it doesn't count. You're always on that one. I don't know. I, 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 I think I might be watching more, but there's less quality. Well, that's true. <laughs> Unless, except for some shows that you really look forward to. Yeah, I mean, there's I've, I've, occasional I've, I've, one. There have been many things where I'm going back and watching something that I've already seen because I can't find anything else worth watching. Well, that's terrible. Well, that's when you turn the TV off and turn on the radio anyway. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, or do something on your computer or take a nap. Or <laughs> well, I like to take the nap part. Yeah, you do. But TV watching declining 5% on average with more people, and that's interesting. I find some of the younger folks don't watch any television. Of course, they get all their news from the Facebook feed, <laughs> which is sad and very inappropriate. Peloton laid off about 20% of its corporate employees as part of its attempt to get past its growth struggles. Well, were they not pedaling fast uh, enough? Apparently not. Uh, some of them were understandably upset and angry. And according to CNBC, some of them crashed the company's first all-hands meeting meant to introduce the new CEO. Uh-oh. Because, of course, one of the uh, employees they got rid of was their CEO. Yes. They booted his butt out of there. <laughs> uh, CNBC says both former and current employees fired off angry comments in the meeting's chat section, with one calling the all-hands meeting awfully toned death. Another person proclaimed that they're selling all their Peloton apparel to be able to pay their bills. Another person said the company messed up by allowing people who were fired into the chat. The meeting, which was attended by both the outgoing CEO and the new CEO, was reportedly cut short. Do you think? <laughs> it's like, wow, well, we really have nothing else to do here, so yeah, let's Except just... we're getting trashed. So yeah. Let's, let's, so let's, let's just this. wrap it up. Uh, motion to adjourn, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That meeting probably could have been an email. That's true. <laughs> Oh, man. It could have been, probably would have been more appropriate. TikTok is testing the idea of allowing its creators to charge subscriptions for their content. Their rival Instagram announced that it was offering paid subscriptions to a small group of influencers. Currently, ByteDance-owned TikTok, of course, ByteDance owns TikTok, which is a Chinese company. They support tips which lets fans send creators money through their profiles. Have you ever done that? No. Neither have I. I mean, is something that good that you want to pay, subscribe to, to someone's well, channel like that, or send them tips? Well, that's why I'm I'm fine with with allowing them to, to accept tips and be able to pay tips. That's why because then at least you don't have you don't have to pay to watch their stuff. Well, true. But I do realize that some of these creators, this is their full time job, and hey, if you can make a living doing this kind of stuff, more power to you. I mean, I don't I don't do social media enough to to even think about doing a part time job making money. Out but of isn't it, but. that sad that if that's their full time job? Yeah. creating content well, on anti-social media. Some of these TikTokers make more money than all of our staff here combined. And, and then some. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. David in Atlanta, Georgia, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. I'm looking for a way to improve the Wi-Fi in my house. Often my TV set, which is Wi-Fi, loses its signal. And my kids tell me videos they're watching on their phone are slow. But I do speedtest.net, and I get 100, 150 MIP downloads, so I am confused. I have reset my router. I've 
added an extender to my system. Still doesn't seem to improve. Any suggestions? Well, David, there could be multiple causes for what you're seeing. Now, rather than bad Wi-Fi, you could be paying an ISP who just can't keep up with demand, your internet service provider, uh, during especially busy times. If you're running your speed tests when you have time rather than when the issue is happening, then it could be a problem at, again, that ISP level during peak times. Especially if you're on um, a cable provider, because generally those cable modems, cable internet access is a community thing. So the more people that are on it, the slower it gets for everybody. Right. Um, Another thing that could be at play is very cheap hardware. Uh, Cheap routers are nowhere near as good, as reliable, or as able to handle a heavy load as the more expensive routers. Now, routers are computers, so their processors and RAM can be overwhelmed by heavy usage, and very cheap routers often suffer from that problem. Uh, So assuming those are not the cause, then you probably want to set up a a mesh system rather than an extender. Yeah. Now, you can get popular consumer mesh systems from Google, Netgear, and Eero. The price will certainly vary quite a bit. Google will be the cheapest at about $100 per access point, while Eero's system quickly crosses well into four-figure territory. Of course, regardless of which you pick, they're all reasonably solid and much, much better than a traditional extender. Your devices will only need to remember one network, and the mesh system will take care of giving each device the best signal that it can get from the best uh, station that's best suited to provide it. Yeah. David, I hope we've helped you out there. And if you need to go back and and, uh, look at our show notes or listen to your call and our response again, you can certainly do that. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. Look for the show for the weekend of February 18th. Hour one right there. Your call and our answer. Again, let's all meet at intotomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, 
value and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call Life Care at 800-956-0683. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. As Into Tomorrow continues, did you know that thanks to 3D printing technology, NASA basically emails tools to astronauts? That's pretty cool. Especially in the International Space Station. It's like, oh, wait, that's a particular odd thing that we need. Okay, we're going to email you a 3D design so you can make a tool and then fix that problem. And I guess those 3D printers in the space station are as close as we're going to get to the Star Trek replicators. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Good point. Ay, ay, ay. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 if you'd like more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. How would you like a platform that allows you to find local and global opportunities to engage in science? Oh, very cool. Yeah, stay tuned because we'll be joined. Uh, well, sorry, uh, Dave will be joined. I'll just <laughs> well, be, you can you say know. the collective radio because, we. Well, well, we're going to be joined, but you're going to be chatting. I'm just right. going to be sitting here looking pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, we're joined by uh, Darlene Cavalier. She's the founder of Science Near Me and SciStarter. It's really cool. Yeah. So you do want to check out that interview. And I teased everyone a little earlier about uh, some of the great prizes we have from Jabra, from Benjilock, from Sylvania, from Alago, and from Dantec. Bob, the ultimate compact dishwasher. I know this isn't a small gentleman that will come to your house to wash your dishes. This is <laughs> a compact, an actual dishwasher appliance. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. Stay tuned. We'll tell you more as Into Tomorrow continues. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, now in our 27th year, bringing you Into Tomorrow, the latest in fun, cool consumer tech, products and services, websites, apps, all sorts of neat stuff, gadgets and gizmos, too, all things available today and into tomorrow. And we're delighted 
that you have tuned into tomorrow. Even more delighted when you participate, so don't hesitate anytime, 24-7. You can join us any number of ways. Very popular way these days is simply visit our website on anything with a browser and a microphone. And then hit that little Ask Dave microphone button on the right-hand side of your browser. Sometimes it might be on the lower right, but you can't miss it. Little red Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com and participate that way anytime. Again, at your convenience. While you're there, be sure to put in your just your email address at the little box that pops up, and we'll get you our free once-a-week tech newsletter. We are delighted to keep you informed because amazingly enough, it has some tech news. Also let you know who's on the show this week, current prizes available, all sorts of fun stuff in the Into Tomorrow tech newsletter. Our next guest is from a company that created a platform allowing you to find local and global opportunities to engage in science. And that certainly got our attention. We thought, let's have the founder of Science Near Me and Sci Starter, Darlene Cavalier. Welcome into tomorrow, Darlene. How are you? Dave, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, you certainly got our attention. We love anything that we can do to help promote science and tech and all the STEM subjects, if you will. And this sounded like a very cool idea because it might be some things, it sounds to me, that are around the corner in your own city, in your own town or neighborhood that you may not even be aware of. Or, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're traveling, maybe there's a nice family outing. And while you're out and about, you want to check into what science might be near you. Am I correct? That's exactly right. These are ways to um, help people find opportunities to engage in science. Things from citizen science, where you can participate in authentic research, more like crowdsourcing, to upcoming science festivals, astronomy on tap, events that are happening, cool things happening at museums, all around you. And we're, we're starting with 20 core partners who offer opportunities like that. Um, and then in the coming months and years, hopefully you find thousands and thousands and thousands of these opportunities. And the most important thing is that you find one that's right for you. Oh, for sure. And I think what a great opportunity for all of the museums and any organization involved in science. Of course, they'd want to let folks know what's available. So how do you work with them? I mean, do they, you know, to be honest, uh, pay a fee or something to be listed with you? Or uh, how, how do you connect with some of these places around the country and around the world? Yes, great question. Well, we're very fortunate that this is uh, supported by the National Science Foundation. Nice. So the 20, yes, which is amazing. So there's a lot of research that comes out of this too. So we work with 20 core partners and a lot of our work in the past two years has been on the back end, the technical side of setting up connections to museums and festivals and citizen science and all other ways of engaging in science and looking for ways that as they add their opportunities to wherever they're already adding them, usually it's maybe a museum's website, for example, that Science Near Me is able to easily scan and pull in from those websites. And what this does is it sets up a sustainable model that the museum doesn't have to keep adding all of their events and programs to multiple sites. So as things are updated in the source, it too is updated in Science Near Me. And so we thought this is probably the best way to go about creating a very open, uh, very uh, transparent and uh, super scalable and sustainable way 
to keep science near me alive and bring these opportunities that are local, that are up to date and active to millions of people. And of course, it sounds like it's perfect for anyone of any age, but especially now for parents and grandparents, always looking for fun things to engage the kids. And it's not just a matter of a playground. I mean, especially if your kids are hopefully interested in science and technology, you want to know what all is available wherever you are or wherever you're traveling and and help, help them truly engage in these uh, science and tech arenas. I think it's terrific. How is it that you and your team decided to create such a platform? Can I assume maybe you've got kids too and they're thinking, where can we go? There's got to be something nearby and sort of a light bulb went off kind of thing. Yes, we all come at it from different angles. All of us do represent some field of public engagement in science. So mine is in the citizen science realm of helping scientists advance important areas of research by doing small acts. It may be it may be bird watching. I'm looking outside of my window. Maybe bird watching and sharing my observations with ornithologists. It might be that I'm curious or concerned about um, air quality in my neighborhood. And by getting involved in projects, I'm learning about the air quality in my neighborhood. But I'm also helping to advance research that hopefully ends up protecting my air and the air that I breathe here. So we all came at it from our different um, domains of public engagement in science. And we all are kind of sitting in the same meetings of looking at similar questions. How do people get involved? Why do they get involved? What are they learning from this? And realize, why are we doing this in separate siloed websites? Why aren't we sharing our offerings to make it easier for people to find these opportunities and therefore make it actually more important in the ways that we approach researching how people engage, what they're learning, what gaps and opportunities to engage exist, where there might be um, duplications, and so forth. So that's how it came together. But for me personally, um, I wanted to know how somebody without a formal science degree could actually engage in science in meaningful ways. I also do have kids. Um, but I want to just like really point this out for, for grandparents and adults and others. Science near me and science engagement opportunities are for everyone. And so there's projects that help accelerate research on Alzheimer's just by playing online games. Um, I mentioned the air quality one. There's just something for everyone and bringing them together in science near me is a very uh, long sought after vision that our team has had. And we're just thrilled to not only launch it, to have the support from the National Science Foundation, but also to, to you for helping us spread the word about it. Oh, and it's our pleasure. And I think your very easy to remember website of sciencenearme.org, one of the first things I noticed jumps out at me is, what would you like to do near you? And that's the key. It's like, well, I didn't even know this existed. I mean, certainly we might know about a planetarium or a science museum because it's got, you know, a lot of PR. We see it on the news, maybe in the neighborhood or, or somewhere in our town. But sometimes it's, it's the smaller organizations that you can also learn an awful lot from. And since it sounds like it's not just for kids and students, they probably benefit the most from it. But it's for anyone who just is curious about what's going on. That's exactly right. If you're curious, you're going to find a lot of things on science near me. That's exactly right. And I'm and, and concerned, you know, concerned about some issues and you might want to get involved in being part of the solution through science. You're going to find something on science near me. 
Terrific. I, I like how right away you can do search for what and near what distance, you know, drop down menu, 25 miles or farther, whatever, uh, and what dates you're interested in, too, because that makes a difference if you're going to be traveling. And then you list what science is available near you. I think that's that's terrific. Um, what do you hope to accomplish in the long run uh, through this particular resource? I think it's terrific and clearly people can learn an awful lot. I think the more that we can make it obvious and apparent to people that these are, are opportunities that not only just invite the public to get involved, but that actually benefit from and sometimes can only happen with participation from the public. So as I mentioned, you know, my expertise is in citizen science. When you have a scientist who is looking for somebody perhaps in Philadelphia to share data, because that scientist and their team can't get there to observe something like uh, dragonfly swarms or or other neat natural phenomena that's happening. People are actually needed to be part of those projects. It can't happen without their help. Uh -huh. And so fostering these connections with more and more people can change the mindset. For me, as I mentioned, how can somebody without a formal science degree get involved in science? I have never heard of these opportunities before. It completely changed my life. I look at things differently now. I look at ways of thinking, it's not up to a scientist to figure out these solutions for me. I actually can be part of these solutions too. And so it's changed what I read. It's changed how I explore things. You kind of start thinking more critically like a scientist. So one, just bringing these opportunities to people more and more and letting them know it's not just for kids. It doesn't matter if you went to college. It certainly doesn't matter if you have a science degree. All of these things are open and available to you. And also, you know, the National Science Foundation is funded through your tax dollars. So you also have a right to be part of all of these opportunities that we're sharing with you. Third, it's to make um, the people who are producing these events and programs and so forth, we hope that Science Near Me alleviates some of the, the financial pressure of trying to market and recruit people. Because that's a, that's a serious um, constraint. So we hope that this benefits them by just like bringing these opportunities to more people. And four, and this is a really important one, this is designed to expand and catalyze new forms of research that we hadn't been able to do before because all of these websites were not connected. So we miss really good opportunities to understand how somebody who just gets involved in a science festival moves on to do deeper forms of engagement and does this change their pathway like it's changed mine. It sounds like it's very much a win-win-win kind of scenario. And I certainly hope that every parent especially and every grandparent especially that are listening and watching our video right now realizes this is a great opportunity for you and your kids and grandkids. Take advantage of it and visit sciencenearme.org. We'll get you there when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. And Darlene, one of the quick things that, that I mentioned in your intro is that you're the founder of Science Near Me and SciStarter. Real quick, what is SciStarter? SciStarter is one of the partner um, teams or opportunity providers that feeds all of its data over to Science Near Me. So on SciStarter, you'll only find opportunities to engage in research. That's the citizen science component. So we aggregate from all over the world 
different research projects that need help from the public. These are a lot of the crowdsourcing projects. Mm -hmm. And then we feed all of that. We're one source of information that feeds all of those opportunities over to science near me. So you can imagine how large science near me will become over the coming years. And I also should add that there's a lot of partners that are involved in this, researchers from Oregon State University, from um, from Columbus, Ohio, a museum there, um, COSI, COSI, sorry, um, uh, the Science Festival Alliance, the Association of Science and Technology Centers. Um, so there's a bunch of us that came together to create Science Near Me. Terrific. And of course, somebody else that might be listening or watching that is involved in science and technology that is not yet listed at sciencenearme.org should certainly contact you as well. So Darlene Cavalier, the founder of Science Near Me, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. We're delighted to help you build your site because it's only going to help a lot more of us to find these cool things. Thank you. And thank you so much for having us and shining a light on our work. It's, it's our pleasure. Keep up the great work. ScienceNearMe.org. And you'll see what Darlene and her team are up to as they continue to grow dramatically. And we look forward to that as they grow further into tomorrow. Be sure to visit us at IntoTomorrow.com. We'll get you to her site and all of our guests, as always. And, of course, more Into Tomorrow coming up. Don't go away right here on the Advanced Media Network. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 781 6764 United we stand. 1-800-781-6764. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888 856 8066 and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door been thinking of trying something new to help your love life call u.s pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as 119 dollars for 90 pills need your package in a hurry call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible 
Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance, available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. We welcome you back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys, streaming media solutions for the smartest businesses on the internet. Visit StreamGuys.com. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got me. Jumping. Time to head into yesterday. Yesterday. This week in tech history. History, history, history. Here's Chris. Chris, 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 Chris. Hold on. Uh, this week in 1878, Thomas Edison, famed inventor and the subject of more This Week in Tech Histories than any other human being. <laughs> well, that's a pretty cool claim to fame. Yeah. Um, he patented a music player at his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Jersey. Let's get it started. And that was probably the first thing played on it. Uh, the music device is the one that we know now as the phonograph. Oh, yeah. Originally, Edison had set out to invent a telegraph repeater, but instead came up with the phonograph, or as he called it, the speaking machine. Uh-huh. In 1947 this week, Edwin Land demonstrated a nifty new gadget to the Optical Society of America in New York City. It was the first camera to take, develop, and print a picture on photo paper in black and white back then. Most illogical. All in about a minute. He called his invention the Polaroid Land Camera, and it became an instant success. Oh, I see what (laughs) you did there. Okay. In 1962 this week, while aboard Friendship 7, John Glenn became the first American to orbit the Earth, making three orbits in four hours, 55 minutes. Piloted by astronaut John Glenn and operated by NASA as part of Project Mercury, this was the fifth human space flight, preceded by two Soviet orbital flights and two American suborbital flights. And this week in 1965, the Ranger 8 space probe crashed into the moon after a successful mission of obtaining the first close-up images of the lunar surface. These pictures were used for scientific study as well as helping to select landing sites for the upcoming Apollo program astronauts. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. And while you're online, be sure to visit us at intotomorrow.com, and a little box pops up where we ask only for your email address, and that's because that's all we want. We don't want personal info of any sort otherwise, and we never spam you, and we don't share your email with anyone. But why do we want your email address? So that we can send you to our uh, weekly tech newsletter. There you go. And it's a double opt-in thing because we don't spam you. So you put your email address in, and then watch your email. Check your spam filter, too, just in case. You'll get another subsequent email that says, click here to receive the Into Tomorrow Tech Newsletter. And every Thursday night, Eastern Time, voila, you'll have the Tech Newsletter with tech news and a whole bunch of other cool stuff at intotomorrow.com.
Another fun into tomorrow tech tidbit for you. Samsung was founded originally as a grocery store on March 1st, 1938. So that's coming up soon. So look for that in an upcoming This Week in Tech History. We'll have more of the story. Oh, yeah. Good point. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start a podcast. Visit blubrry.com. Jacob in Laurel, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, Jacob, welcome Into Tomorrow. I beg your, I beg your pardon? Did you win? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, when we say, when we hear your call on the air, when you participate on the program, you qualify. In fact, you automatically win fabulous prizes. But if you call up and just say, then the answer is probably not. That's not participating. But if you did participate to ask a question about a tech question or give some, you know, we've got some uh, cool things that you could have won. So for those of you who are listening that you want to call in and actually participate and ask a, que- a decent question and or give a tip or something. Or help another listener yeah. or share some tech rage. See, now maybe we've given Jacob some tech rage. Yeah. So he'll call back and actually win. Maybe. Wait, did he say win or we in? We in. He's, what, he's from he, Mississippi. Did he we in? Yeah. Okay. So maybe he could win if he actually participated on the program. Yeah. All right. So give some thought to that, Jacob, because we've got goodies, no promises, no guarantees, but mention one or more of these items and we'll do our best. Like from Jabra, we've got an Elite 7 Pro True Wireless Earbuds. Oh, from Benji Lock, fingerprint padlocks. Your key is your finger. From Sylvania, we've still got some of their Smart Plus Wi Fi light bulbs so you can control your lights with any mobile device. From Elago, protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri remotes. And we've got some guy to wash your dishes. Bob. Uh, yeah, Bob. Well, from Dantec, they sent uh, Bob, the ultra-compact dishwasher. If you didn't see that video interview from CES, do check it out. Just search Bob at intotomorrow.com, and you'll like that dishwasher. Sits on a countertop, put it on a table. You know, you don't even have to have it hooked up to a water supply. We've got one here in the studio they send us, and we just fill it with a little water pitcher. Yep. And then it runs the dishes. It's really pretty cool. Check it out at intotomorrow.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. On radio, the original social media. Welcome into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This for the weekend of Friday, February 18th, 2022. We are born on the radio and raised by technology. It's our 27th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech, gadgets, gizmos, products, services, websites, apps, all sorts of stuff available today and into tomorrow. We hope you visit us at intotomorrow.com regularly and check out the cool things that we have available for you. All the videos, including Chris's videos of This Week in Tech History, 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 History. History. Because it's all cool stuff there for you. If you like tech, 
You know, and we don't talk over anybody's heads. We try never to do that. We always try to explain things and have fun with it. But we try to be informative and entertaining, and we hope we do that for you. And we also got videos of most of our guest interviews, including the one that's coming up. Now that we've, we're past Valentine's Day and you've found love, <laughs> we've got a guy that uh, they've created an app that might help you keep the love. Ah, okay. Or maybe you're still looking for love and you want to get a jump on it in order to keep the love you find. Yeah, so we'll be chatting with uh, Tal Zlotnitsky, the CEO and founder of Our.Love, which is actually their website, too. You know, yeah, domain.love yeah. is a domain. But they, you know, they've, like I said, they've created an app to empower love via a digital experience. Pretty interesting. So you want to check it out. Stay tuned. That's coming up right after this next commercial break. Tesla's robotic electric vehicle charging network is one of the top reasons people purchase Tesla vehicles. And other automakers have begun to take note. Bloomberg reports that General Motors, Stellantis, Volkswagen, and Ionity, or Ioni, Ioni? I don't know. I have no idea. It's Ionity. Yeah. I-O-N-I-T-Y. Never heard of them. But they're among the industry entities planning ultra-fast EV charging networks of their own in the U.S., Europe, and other parts of the world. But... I would be remiss if I didn't remind you to think about what's charging those EV charging stations. Dead dinosaurs. Dead dinosaurs, exactly. <laughs> so don't be trying to tell me that you're saving the earth because you got an EV. Good for you. Yeah. Probably it can go faster than my car, but hey, you know. Speaking of Tesla, Elon Musk might have actually followed through with the supposedly uh, world hunger-ending donation that he questioned last year, as Tesla revealed that he has donated billions of dollars worth of shares over the last few months. Last yeah, but nobody knows exactly where it went. Right. <laughs> last year, Musk took to Twitter to say that he would sell 10% of his stake in Tesla if a Twitter poll would agree, which it surprisingly did. Uh, the CEO framed the situation as an idea that came from pressure from the media and politicians about the rich not paying taxes on unrealized gains and him being at the center of it as the world's richest man. Uh, Musk ended up following through and selling close to 10% of his stake in Tesla by the end of the year. Around the same time this was happening, Musk made a controversial statement on Twitter about a headline that was going around claiming that 2% of his wealth could, quote, end world hunger. That comment came from the executive director of the United Nations World Food Program. Now, a few months later, Tesla has released a new SEC filing revealing that Musk donated just over 5 million shares worth close to $6 billion at the end of November. Hmm. The recipient of the donation, as you mentioned, was not disclosed, but based on the amount and the timing, it's assumed that it went to the World Food Program. I hope he didn't send it to the United Nations, because as far as I'm concerned, they're idiots. Really. Yeah. So it would have been better sort of buying the food himself and sending. Yeah, it exactly. You know, taking some planes and and air dropping you know food all around the world where there's hunger issues and including our own country. How about let's feed our people as well? But I hope he didn't send it to the United Nations. I think that'd be a waste. It would have been better used to 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 feed and house our veterans. Now especially. there you go. Now I challenge you, Elon. Because, of course, he's a regular listener of our show. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, or Mr. Musk, if you prefer. Whichever. I challenge you to sell some more stock because you are the richest man in the world, for crying out loud. And let's take care of our veterans, our U.S. veterans. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool.
Lex in Louisiana listens on 710 Keel, and we love you for it. Lex used our free Into Tomorrow app to participate. Hey there. I have my mother-in-law, who's 91 years old, that lives in our house with us, my wife and I. And we don't want to put her in a nursing home, but yet we've tried first alert devices and other types of uh, emergency devices, and she loses them or breaks them but she always keeps up with her Apple iPhone and she does a good job at that. And I was wondering if there is an app or some way to get that Apple iPhone to emulate or be a first alert type device. If you have any suggestions, I would appreciate it. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, Lex. And uh, by all means, our wishes to her because 91, God love her. I hope I can live that long. Before you put me in a home or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, Lex, there are ways, but it won't be very reliable if you're worried about things like falls. There are lots of apps like Fall Safety or even CVS's Health Symphony that will try to track activities and falls. But an iPhone is far more likely to sit on a table than a wearable is. And it won't detect things like falls if it's just sitting on a table. CVS's version reports movement in general, so you could always check in on her to see if she hasn't moved in a while or to see if she's okay and just maybe left the phone somewhere. Yeah, now, the emergency call side of it is obviously easier. Uh, she can just say, hey, Siri, call my daughter, and she'll reach your wife. Um, now, if she's open to an Apple Watch, it will have fall detection and emergency calling built in, and it'll be far more reliable since it's a wearable device that she's less likely to leave behind than a phone. And, for example, if she happened to be cooking and slipped and fell, the phone may be sitting on the counter, but the watch will still be attached to her and detect that fall. Yeah. Now, Lex, I get what you're saying, too, about how she tends to lose or break everything. Well, number one, if it's a watch and you got her wearing it all the time and getting in the habit of putting it on a charger when she goes to bed and putting it back on in the morning, hopefully it's not gonna, she's not going to lose the watch. But breaking it, that's a different story because if she, you know, bangs her wrist a lot or something, maybe turn it around, wear it on the inside of her arm or something. Now, it is kind of big and bulky, too, for an elderly lady. So that may or may not be the greatest option either. But certainly we're open for other suggestions and our listeners are the best in the world. They can share with us what they've done. Yeah, but this is one of my favorite categories of tech. And that's one of the things where I think tech can have the biggest impact is keeping our seniors in their homes longer, allowing people to live by themselves for longer. I think it's a great thing. I want an air check of what you just said so I can play it back in a few years and say, don't be putting me in a home. Listen to what you said. This is my home. We'll see. Yeah. Intotomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy, just one call. Tell us the deductible 
deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. 800-956-0683. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, now in our 27th year, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, including products and services and apps and gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. We want to make sure and remind you that you make the show, your calls, your participation, questions, comments, maybe help for some of our other listeners. You certainly are more than welcome to add to our answers anytime, especially if you've got experience with something that one of our other listeners has. We love listeners helping listeners. Always a great thing. So easy to participate, by the way, 24-7 at your convenience. You can either use your phone as a phone, I know, what a novel idea these days, and call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or you can use the free Into Tomorrow app available in your favorite app store, so for your iPhone and iPad and what have you, or for your Android device, just search those two words, Into Tomorrow 
Snag our app. Go ahead and give us five stars while you're at it and a review. We love that. And, and of course, mash that message to studio button. Or the way a lot of folks are participating these days, very easy. Just visit our website and click on the Ask Dave red microphone that you find on the right-hand side of your browser on anything, any device with a browser and a microphone. Either way, we want to hear from you and we love it when you participate. Our next guest is from a relationship wellness tech company that empowers love connection through a fun digital experience. This past uh, Valentine's Day, they just launched a very cool app that you want to know about and perhaps participate with as well. The founder and CEO of Our.Love is Tal Zlenitsky. Tal, welcome into tomorrow. How you doing, sir? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on, Dave. It's a pleasure. Uh, your Valentine's Day was, uh, was very good because a lot of people downloading your new app. Tell me first a little bit about the company, Our Love, and then we'll get into the app specifically. Sure. So uh, our mission and our vision is to uh, help couples experience more and better love. We think that technology has focused too much of its attention on helping people find love and has done well there. But in terms of helping people love the one they're with, which so many of us want to do more and better, uh, technology has been lagging. We think over the course of the last several years, there have been some substantial improvements in uh, emotion AI, biometrics, uh, machine learning, and other tools and means to leverage technology effectively to help people love more and better. And so we're extremely excited to be launching this app right now. I love that. So, of course, as you mentioned, a lot of folks maybe use uh, Match.com or Tinder or, or whatever apps that might help them find love, hopefully, if that's what they're looking for. But it is a great idea and very novel, I think, to improve the love you already have. So how is it that you can improve upon that uh, other than just, you know, like, hey, every day, make sure you say I love you or, you know, don't ever go to bed angry or, you know, those kinds of things. What specifically do you guys do? So our app is designed to bridge between where humans live their lives every day and, and uh, what we need to be more effective, um, both in terms of being present and loving and, and, and kind and generous and supportive of our significant other and being able to track how we're doing in our love. So the origin story of our love is actually my own failure at love. I uh, was not successful after a 20 year marriage uh, that ended last year. I started really looking into the topic of love. I was uh, mainly thinking that I would learn some novel things, but what I discovered was that the science of relational well-being and love is actually extremely clear and has been for a very, very long time. Dr. John Gottman, uh, who's the godfather of relationship science, and, and Dr. Sue Johnson, the godmother, uh, have more or less had relationship science down to a science, if you will. Uh, the challenge many of us have is accessing that knowledge and that information in our everyday lives. And I think the reason it's a challenge is because it's being delivered to us, that knowledge, that understanding is being delivered to us much the same way that it was 30 or 40 years ago, which is mainly in books or magazine articles. And I'm not knocking books or magazine articles. I'm a huge reader. You can see behind me how many books I have. Yes. But the fact is that it is very challenging to be able to both get the information you need and get the support you need and access that information in real time when you need it most. So the idea of our app was 
let's help people first determine where they are in their relationships. So we have a relationship tracker that within a couple of minutes of downloading our app will help you and your partner understand where you are in your relationship across seven key love skills. And then we will guide you on a journey to help you improve your relationship. Now, I want to be clear, journeys can be boring and ours is not. So one of the things we took very, very seriously is the need to make this fun. Um, you know, there's a reason therapy, which I think is very important and some couples uh, avail themselves to it, uh, is not terribly popular with couples. Only one in five couples will seek therapy uh, for marital strife and they tend to wait a long time, on average six years. We are not trying to come in and help people who are in dire straits. Of course, if you are in dire straits, we'll be happy to try to give you a hand. However, our main audience, the audience that we are looking to cater to, is an audience that is in relationships that are more or less okay, but could be better. There's an opportunity to love more. There's an opportunity to love better. There's an opportunity to understand one each other more and better, and a desire to understand each other more and better. Our survey that we did with SurveyMonkey uh, about a year ago showed that about six in 10 Americans put that as their number one priority, loving their significant other more and better and being loved more and better by their significant other. They just lack the support systems to do it. And that's our goal. That's our mission to deliver that for them. I think, Tal, anything you can do to help strengthen what is already, hopefully, love for one another uh, is a great idea. And, uh, and you talk about uh, the basic seven love skills. What are some of those skills? And, and give us a couple of pointers as to the sort of thing that, that you're apt for us. Absolutely. So the skills range from things such as curiosity, appreciation, accountability, um, vulnerability, physical touch, support, um, and ultimately, with, of course, quality time. Ultimately, what these things are about is understanding what works, understanding what works for you and your partner specifically. So we start from a baseline of we know what generally works. We give our couples the opportunity to engage with some content through videos and audio and some reading and some games and a super exciting emotion AI uh, tool that allows you and your partner to have a conversation. And as you have that conversation, there's an actual bouquet of flowers that blooms or wilts on the basis of how well you're doing oh. applying what you've learned. Wow. And the idea is that all of us are capable of doing better at love. We, we do need more information. We need to understand what works for our partner. We need to understand what works for ourselves, but perhaps even more importantly than that, we need a way to be able to communicate how we're doing and what we're doing without feeling exposed, vulnerable, or psychologically unsafe. In a lot of relationships, people come into it having suffered some trauma. Uh, one in two Americans has suffered childhood trauma. The number is even greater in communities of color. And so when you're coming into a relationship, carrying that baggage of childhood trauma, one of the most common ways that, that manifests is that you're not comfortable advocating for yourself or you're not comfortable expressing yourself and being as vulnerable as perhaps you would if you did not experience trauma. The reason childhood trauma is so difficult is because when you experience trauma as a child, you feel helpless, you feel disempowered. You oftentimes are at the mercy of others and unfortunately, the, the child is, remains in all of us. We may grow up, we may age, but that child, that vulnerable, scared, exposed child 
we carry that child with us. And if we're doing that into a relationship where we have not established that we can be vulnerable, that we are going to be psychologically safe, that there is respect, that there is curiosity, oftentimes that inner child draws us back into a place of being afraid. And that fear manifests in multiple ways, none of which are particularly good. One way it manifests is in anger. Another way it manifests is in shame. Another way it manifests is in shutting down. All of these things are completely understandable. And one of our goals is to help people understand their challenges, understand their partner's challenges, approach it from a place of curiosity and respect. I want to know what my partner is feeling. I want to know why they're feeling that. I don't want to judge them for it. I don't want to shame them for it. I want to be there for them. And the fact is that as soon as you start that snowball of good behavior followed by kindness, followed by generosity, followed by respect, followed by appreciation and more quality time, it's unreal the amount of love that you can unleash. It's there to be had in almost every situation. Of course, if you wait too long, and that's one of the reasons that our app is designed to try to help people who are not in dire straits. If you wait too long, it does in fact become very, very difficult to come back from that. And that's the challenge. There are a lot of marriages and relationships. We don't have to talk exclusively of marriages, but there are a lot of relationships that I would classify as zombie relationships. They, the couple may still be together physically. They may be living under the same roof, but they have long ago checked out. The opportunity to come back together is very tough once you've really checked out for a long period of time. So if you're a couple that's been together several years and you still care about each other and you know the love is there, our app can help you establish the kind of processes and routines that will give you the opportunity to feel more and better love every day in your lives. We're chatting with the founder and CEO of Our.Love, O-U-R dot L-O-V-E. Check him out on the web and check him out in your app store as well. He is Tal Zlotnitsky. We're back with more with Tal right after this on Into Tomorrow. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the founder and CEO of Our Love, Tal Zlotnitsky, and we invite you to visit his site at our.love. Well, Tal, I can tell you're very passionate about what you're doing, and I think that's terrific, and it's a whole lot more, it sounds to me, than just not taking each other for granted or not just showing respect for each other. Uh, but there's so many more elements. I mean, you talk about those, you know, seven key love factors. I mean, that does make sense. And I must, I mean, I hear my audience in my head all the time uh, saying, well, don't forget to ask all these other questions. Like, it, you, I'm glad you answered already another question I had, not just for marriages then, but for any kind of relationship. I'm assuming this would work either for same-sex relationships as well, for for Absolutely. any race, for any religion, for, you know, any differences that, that folks may or may not have, that it continues, if there's love there, it can strengthen it, yes? Absolutely. Dave, I, one of the reasons I chose to do this, and, you know, my background is I'm a, I'm a, a software CEO, I've been a 
a startup CEO five times previously, and, and I've built successful large companies. And see, I thought but you I were I thought you were a, I thought you were a marriage counselor from, from your passion. Well, not <laughs> not in the least. I'm very passionate about it, and I've learned a lot about it. I'm also extraordinarily blessed to have a team of amazing relationship scientists and 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 general wellness scientists around me. Mm-hmm. Dr. Richard Safir, the chief medical director of employee health and well-being at Johns Hopkins University, is the head of our science team. And we've uh, assembled an incredible team that includes very famous uh, relational scientists like Drs. Jim Cohn and Leanne Campbell uh, to be parts of the team. So I, I feel like I've learned a lot. But what, what I really am is someone that understands how to leverage technology to support other things. So really, ultimately, technology in and of itself is not the solution, but the combination of technology on top of sound relationship science principles and and uh, and on top of gamification and fun, which is what we put together, uh, is really impactful. Well, part of that passion I can tell because you're banging your table so your laptop camera is moving. Uh, but that's a good sign. I mean, it shows that you care about what it is that you're doing. Um, and if, now, of course, I've yeah, got to add. Why, I mean, Dave, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I, I wanted to share why I became so passionate about starting this company, why I chose to walk away Please. from a very large established company that I was running. I am deeply concerned about the division that is tearing us apart at this country, and quite frankly, not just in this country. It's a global phenomenon of people finding ways to separate and divide from each other. Uh-huh. And ultimately, the one place that I think, regardless of your race, your sexual orientation, your political positions in life, that we do all ultimately come back to and share a common desire is to love more and better and be loved more and better. It is something that is really, really universal. So the opportunity to do something that crosses boundaries and lines was very exciting to me. And the opportunity to leverage love, which I think is one of the greatest sources of energy on earth, if not the greatest, and a source of energy that has no carbon footprint or any other footprint, a source of energy where, Dave, if you had more love, it does not mean I have to have less. We can all have as much love as we want. And the beauty is if you start in the home, if you teach people how to respect their significant other and love them more and better, the ripple effect of that is tremendous. I mean, you're talking about being able to obviously impact children, if there are any children in the home, extended family, neighbors, colleagues, coworkers, and the community at large. And that's my mission. I, I think that if we do this well, what we will ultimately be able to do is not just impact relationships and make people love their partner more and better, but help them be more understanding of other people even outside of their relationship. Well, I love your constant underlying theme is so appropriate of love more and better, because if that doesn't get the point across, I don't think anything else we talk about is getting the point across. It's all working. Uh, Is there a, a cost for this app? So it depends. There, there are, uh, there is a free version of the app that uh, going to the app store, uh, either the Android store, or the iOS store. You can download the app, Our.Love. There is a free version of the app that's available to everyone. The amount of information and benefits you can get grows as you subscribe. And obviously, ultimately, we are uh, our goal and our hope is that we add enough value to our uh, members. We're going to call friends. So our friends, our goal is that we add enough value that the very small amount that we are gonna be charging, and that's to be determined one direction we are leaning towards because we wanna make sure that love is available to anyone, regardless of financial means, 
is to allow our subscribers to pick their own price. So decide what they're willing to spend. But our goal is to make this very affordable. Out of the gate, we're talking about a dollar or two or three per month amounts that any one of us should be able to afford, certainly for the benefits of being able to be aware in real time of our partner's mood, be able to respond to them just in time based on their mood with great guidance uh, from the app, be able to track where we stand in the relationship, be able to see the impact of the things we're doing on our love, because you'll actually literally see your tracker take into consideration the efforts that you and your partner are making and continuously evolve your, your data set to show where you are, games that you can play in the app, et cetera. It's a, it's a lot of fun for uh, a very small price to pay. Well, I love it. Uh, it's the best, best way to put it. And of course, our best love at your fingertips. I like that too on your website. We invite our audience to visit. Yes, there is a domain that is dot love. Go figure. So visit our O-U-R dot love for more information. More importantly, just visit your favorite app store. And while you're snagging the Into Tomorrow app for free, snag Tall's app as well that is called our dot love for free and see the kinds of things that you can do do right off the bat, right out of the box, as they say, and then even more and more as you continue. So, Tal, keep up that passion because it shows and it's very evident that you love what you're doing. And I think it's terrific that you're helping so many people already. I, I appreciate it so much. and I'm so proud of the team around me. It's an incredible, diverse team of people that are passionate, as just as passionate as I am about it. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to talk to you, Dave. It's our pleasure. Tal Zlatnitsky is the founder and CEO of Our.Love, O-U-R.Love. And of course, if you have yet to see the video of the interview with Tal and I, be sure to visit us at intotomorrow.com and check out the video. We're showing you some of the cool things that his app does and can do. So you do want to check it out. Meantime, let's continue to love each other all the way into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. There's much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductible.
deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Hi guys, back to Cameron Graveline, and if you have any questions about tech, don't forget to ask Dave so he can ask me. Call <laughs> 800-899-INTO or use the free Into Tomorrow app. Now back to the guys. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. I always love how he says, if you have any questions, ask Dave so I can ask him. Yeah. Okay. Because he has all the answers. Well, he does have all the answers. Just ask him. Yeah. But as a youngster, he's still nine. Almost 10. He's going to be 10 in April. Holy cow. Um, but he has a lot of tech answers that a lot of other folks don't have. I know. I never realized how old I was until we're sitting at home and he had to grab my uh, Amazon Fire TV remote from me to do something that I didn't know how to do. Really? Yeah. And he knew automatically he knew. and just took care of it. Yeah. It was something the other day when you guys were with me that I forgot what it was, and he snatched your phone from you and says, I got this. And I went, well, first of all, don't snatch the phone. That was rude. Uh -huh. But secondly, do you really, and whatever, by the time I finished asking the question, do you really have the, whatever it was, he got it working. Uh -huh. It's sad. Yeah. But true. Oh, by the way, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. You know, when people don't take their prescription drugs, it can lead to expensive problems. Well, what if we simply paid people to take their meds? You got my attention. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. According to some sources, two out of three people in the U.S. take at least one prescription medication, and nearly half of them do not take them as directed. Lack of adherence results in up to $300 billion in avoidable health costs each year. A new program has been shown to be effective at increasing compliance, reducing hospital readmissions, and decreasing preventable medical visits. How did they do this? They pay patients to take their pills. 
Each patient in the program gets a $30 credit at the start of the month. They use an app to take a photo when they take their meds. If they miss a daily dose, they lose $2. And at the end of the month, the remaining credit is transferred to a credit card that the patient can use to pay for typical household expenses. The program also provides reminders, helps the patient set goals, and offers ways to boost earnings through rewards for streaks and games. This program can help insurers, employers, and providers control healthcare costs by improving medication adherence. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. That's pretty interesting. I think it's a great idea. I think my employer should pay me to take my meds. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no. That's not going to happen. But that's, I mean, on average, one prescription per day. Well, I guess I'm above average. Uh, well, so am I. In, yes, in many ways. <laughs> hey, be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter. You can do that at healthtechinsider.com. It's full of fascinating stuff like that, like being paid to take your meds, because that could very well solve some issues. Rick in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, listens also on 710 Keel. Hello, Rick. Welcome into tomorrow. With the shortage of brand new vehicles and computer chips, is that going to affect other consumer electronics? And are we able to produce or can Ford or any of the major manufacturers produce their own chips? Or are they dependent on uh, foreign companies, or where do those chips come from? Well, good questions, Rick. All of them, good questions. It's really already affecting other industries and has been for some time, uh, though the scale at which they are affected may be different. The semiconductor market, like everything else these days, is global, and that goes for both the finished product and the raw materials that make up the chips. Producing them locally isn't always physically possible, but assuming the raw materials are here, the cost is also a concern. So effectively producing them locally, even where possible, is likely not viable for anything that isn't a strategic concern. Yeah, for example, building expensive chips locally for a power station's controllers could possibly be subsidized. But building a $100 chip for a $600 phone or computer won't really help anyone. There's another big and very obvious problem with building chips where they're not currently being built. If you had the raw materials and you could do it cheaply enough, then you'd still need the machinery, the facilities, and the workforce. Uh, Intel is building factories in the U.S. right now, but they probably won't be ready before this particular shortage ends. It's just not worth the trouble to work around a problem that is expected to last between a few months and a year in a very slow and very expensive way, like reworking where and how the industry produces components. Yeah, Rick, great questions, and it's of concern to a whole lot of folks all around the world, but certainly in our country as well. And if you've been waiting on a new car, for example, uh, Chris is telling a, a story frequently of how many Ford F-150s waited in a lot because they didn't have chips. Yeah, we did an interview with somebody that mentioned that. was the, I think it was the Kelly Blue Book uh, guest. Oh, yeah. Talked about there were like 1,500 Ford trucks that were sitting in a lot somewhere. Yeah. And sad, but it's getting better, I hope. But let's see if it lasts too much longer. We're going to have to see how else we can deal with it. Yeah. Joe in Gladewater, Texas, listens on KTBB and called in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Joe. I was wondering if you could give me some suggestions on an audio interface 
to do some vocal recording of a cappella music. I want to do multi-tracking of my own voice. I appreciate all that you guys do. Thank you so much. And have a great day. Well, thank you, too, Joe. We appreciate the kind words. If you really only want to record your own voice and nothing else, then a Focusrite Scarlet Solo may work for you. It's simple. has a single XLR input. It connects to a computer via USB. And other than that, it just has some knobs for gain and monitor volume, for example. It's simple and will get the job done. Now, the Scarlet Solo will cost you about $120. For less than that, you can buy a Behringer Euphoria UMC 202 HD. Uh, which will take two XLR mics and connect to your computer via USB. It includes MIDI in and out ports, a couple of options for audio out and monitor ports, and you can find it for under 100 bucks. Now, the Tascam US 1x2 is similar to those two. It has a single XLR input, some audio outputs, and a USB connection to a computer. It differs from the other two in that it also features a mini USB port for use with tablets, and it's designed to work with iOS. Now, if you're interested in recording and editing on the go or just in carrying lighter gear, it could be an option for you since the price is similar at about 120 bucks. Yeah, so good luck to you, Joe. Let us know what you end up going with because I'm sure it'll help others with similar interests and podcasters and that sort of thing. And send us some of your uh, finished product. We'd love to hear what you've done. Intotomorrow.com. And let us remind you once again, check your spam filters frequently and back up your important data. As Into Tomorrow continues, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Don't forget, you can hear Into Tomorrow 24-7 on our website and in our free app. We stream the last several weeks of Into Tomorrow nonstop with the help of our friends at StreamGuys.com. And a reminder that we love for you to call in and participate on the program. Chris is going to share with you three very easy ways. You can pick one, or you can use all three if you'd like, to join us on the program Ask a question, help another listener, share some tech rage, whatever the case, we want to hear from you. You can use that free app that I just mentioned. There's a little message to studio button. Uh, you can stop by intotomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone. It'll either be on the right or the bottom right, you know, depending on what browser you have. Uh, or you could uh, use the old-fashioned telephone method and uh, call <laughs> call 800-899-INTO. That's the old-fashioned telephone method. Yes, okay. it's 800-899-4686. All right. Well, there you go. A lot of people these days, because anything with a browser and a microphone will work when you visit intotomorrow.com and just click that Ask Dave button. Right. Or if you don't know how a telephone works to make a phone call, then uh, ask your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Pam, use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com, but you forgot to tell us where she's participating from or how she listens. So please try to remember to do that. But hey, Pam. What is the best security program to use in a HP Chromebook? Well, well, that's a short and sweet question. The answer, Pam, is none. 
Uh, Chromebooks don't take external software except for Android apps, and Android apps are sandboxed, so they're useless for security. Now, that leaves you with the option of just running something that runs on the browser itself, but that would also be pretty much useless for a Chromebook. Yeah, Chromebooks are sold to be automatically updated when a new vulnerability is found. Uh, they barely store any local data, and no real software can be added to them. So they are, by design, safer devices than other computers. Just make sure your Chromebook is updated and don't fall for phishing scams, and you should be reasonably secure. Yeah, Pam, hope that that helps you out by all means. When you call in and participate, man, we've got some goodies for you. Like, how about Bob? The ultra-compact dishwasher from Dan Tech. No, it's not some little guy that comes over and what does your dishes. It's a completely self-contained, meant for one or two people. And an apartment, and an RV. Oh, that's a perfect option for it. Uh, in, in your home, if you don't otherwise need to run a dishwasher all the time. Oh, that's really cool. All these things, by the way, we've got links in our tech newsletter and at intotomorrow.com so you can check them out. But that's just one of the things we brought back from CES. We've also got protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri remote from Ilago. We brought back some smart Wi-Fi light bulbs to control your lights with any mobile device from Sylvania. Benji Lock sent us a box full of their fingerprint padlocks. Yeah. The key is your finger. Yes. You can't go wrong, and you pretty much hopefully always have that with you. And from Jabra, we've got Elite 7 Pro True Wireless Earbuds. Also very cool. They they had sent us back with a bunch of those. Yeah. So we're sharing those with you. We tell you no promises, no guarantees, but mention at least a couple of those items. We'll try our best to get one of them to you. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's your Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of Friday, February 18th, 2022, during our 27th year. On the air, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, still enjoying all my bargain candy from the day after Valentine's Day, the real holiday. <laughs> that Wouldn't that be, um, oh, no, 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 Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness Day. Right. But either way, the real holiday is the day after. Right, when all the ca candy's on clearance. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And you pigged out, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I thought so. Some tech news and commentary before we get to your calls. Don in LaBelle, Florida, standing by amongst others. And, of course, we want to hear from you because you make the show. So do participate, won't you? Anytime, by the way. You don't have to wait till you hear us again on your favorite radio station or podcast or stream. You can call anytime, 24-7, seven days a week, 365 or 66 days a year, Any, whatever you'd like, anytime. Questions, comments, help for another listener, whatever the case. Chris, how do they participate? 
by using the free Into Tomorrow app and clicking that Message to Studio button. That's, that's one way. That's method one. Okay. Method two would be Numero dos. stopping by our website at intotomorrow.com and clicking that Ask Dave microphone. Oh, so and you can do that on anything, any device with a browser and a microphone. Right. So your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop. If you have a shoe phone, your shoe, whatever. I was just going to say, please don't say shoe phone. All right, I won't. Okay. Uh, method number tres would be uh, the uh, old-fashioned telefono method. Boy, now I want Trace Leche. <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, you can call us at 800-899-INTO. It's 800-899-4686. Participate. Call in and win stuff. You know, we haven't heard Cameron say that yet on the show today, but... Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Oh, well, there there he is, right, right as we were needed, as he was needed. Yeah. All right. What do you got for us? Senators are still concerned that social networks aren't doing enough to protect children, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, the Washington Post reports Senators Marsha Blackburn and Richard Blumenthal have introduced a bill, the Kids Online Safety Act, or COSA. That would give kids more control over their privacy and safety on social media while setting stricter guidelines for the companies in question. Most notably, social media firms would have to give children under 16 tools to protect their data, turn off addictive features, and bow out of algorithm-based recommendations. The strongest settings would have to be enabled by default, according to the bill. Parents would also get controls to help pinpoint harmful behavior. Social networks, meanwhile, would have to, quote, prevent and mitigate exposure to inappropriate content, including self-harm, eating disorders, sexual exploitation, and alcohol. They would also have to conduct yearly independent audits of their COSA compliance and the risks to children. Good. Let's hope this works. And it's sad that it takes the government stepping in and selling these social networks, hey, you need to do more to protect children. But oh, of course. I agree that they need to do more. Well, because they think they, they police themselves, but yeah. no, they censor yeah. people, but they don't police themselves. Right. So a whole big difference. Now, we've go, we go from one end of the spectrum with kids, young people, to the other end of the spectrum with the elderly. A small study shows that adults age 75 or older living in independent living facilities or alone reported feeling less lonely after four weeks of using Alexa on the Amazon Echo. Adaptability, usefulness, enjoyment, social ability, perceived behavioral control, and companionship are the variables that most indicate human acceptance of social robots. And personal voice assistants are designed to exhibit all those characteristics. That, according to what researchers wrote in their findings. See, and you used to make fun of me for having conversations with Alexa. Yeah, because you're not 75 or older. Well, I feel like it. it well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> but I think that's interesting. So when I get to be that age... Of course, it be, probably wouldn't be Alexa anymore or Google Home. Or, and mind you, it's not just Alexa. It's also Google Home. And as long as any personal assistant exhibits those kind of characteristics and can help you. As long as you still have your garbage can to talk to, you'll be fine. You know, that's sad. Because <laughs> and why am I the only one that talks to my garbage can? Because it's a garbage can. Well, but you can still t see, I have a can that you say, open can. And it opens. When your hands are full... Then you don't have to wave your hand on the top because that's the other way to open it. And you you come in and just always wave your hand. I, I said, just talk to I my garbage. Used to talk to a garbage can. Oh come on, <laughs> it's high tech. Uh, yeah. You're not impressed. No. All right. 
Two years after going bankrupt, Movie Pass is being reborn. Oh boy, how good. That's, <laughs> that's going to go well, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, instead of allowing users to watch unlimited films for $10 a month, which was a business model that drew customers but failed to yield profits, the new Movie Pass will offer a tiered service with movies costing credits based on their popularity and screening time. Another twist when the service relaunches this summer, subscribers will be able to earn credits by watching ads on their phone, provided that they allow the software to track their eye movements to ensure that they're actually watching the ads. <laughs> Which, of course, is something that I, I've played a lot of games where in order to get you know coins or something, you have to watch ads. And I'll just I'll let the ad play and I'll put my phone down while I do something else. Well, you won't be able to do that with this because it'll have to be watching your eyes. <laughs> eye tracking. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, MoviePass founder Stacy Spikes laid out his vision for the ad watching service at an event last week in New York City. Uh, Spikes, who previously raised $56,000 on Kickstarter for the ad-watching program dubbed Pre-Show, pitched it as a way for viewers to cash in on their ad consumption in exchange for free films. <laughs> oh, God. It sounds like it's just going to get a lot more complicated than it used to be. Because yeah. I was one of those original members. Because back in the day, this was, what, three, four years ago, I guess? Oh, they went bankrupt two years ago. So well, it was about yeah. Three years ago, so about three years it. ago. When, before the pandemic and all this other nonsense, when me and a bunch of friends would like to go to movies regularly, we got the movie pass. And we thought, how the heck are the theaters making any money? Well, except at the concession stands, where they rip you off. But that's great for us as consumers. So we milked it for all it was worth until they went bankrupt. So you're, you're the reason they tanked. I beg your pardon. I was doing business with them the way they asked to do business. Right. I didn't make them tank. They did. So now I don't know if I'm... Are you going to apply or subscribe to the new service? I only go to the movies with you, so I don't go very often. <laughs> well, that's true. We take Cam and some friends and we go see stuff he wants to see frequently. Because even even you know paying $20 for a, an early release or an early access, I think they call it at home, to you know is, is cheaper than paying $10 for a movie ticket, then $10 for a thing of popcorn, and $28 for a, a Diet Coke. You, know. <laughs> you pay 28 bucks well, for a Diet Coke? Seems like it. Sheesh. <laughs> Viacom CBS is getting a new name, Paramount. <laughs> because <there's laughs> They've changed their names so many times lately, it's absurd. Because well, they recently changed the app from CBS All Access to Paramount Plus. So yeah, but now, what, first of all, isn't CBS a bigger name in the long run? I mean, everybody knows well, CBS. You would think. Unless but, you think they're talking about the pharmacy because they meant CVS, but... Maybe that's part of the confusion. Well, but the, the media behemoth, which was created through the merger of CBS and Viacom in 2019, said that the rebrand is meant to focus on the company's goal of becoming a major player in streaming. Yeah, okay. Uh, CEO Bob Backish said Paramount intends to, quote, turn streaming into a sustainable business for the future. The company intends to hit 100 million streaming subscribers by 2024. They intend to. Yeah, up oh. from its previous goal of 65 to 75 million during the same time frame. The company plans to further its international expansion and offer mobile-only plans in some regions to hit its aggressive subscription goals. Um, it'll also start streaming all Paramount movies exclusively on Paramount Plus starting in 2024 in the U.S. following their theatrical runs. Interesting. Much like, um, I guess, uh, which one of the studios does with the HBO Max. Mm -hmm. True. I forget now which one it is, but you know, probably the people probably screaming in their, into their Warner Brothers, I think it is. Is it Warner Brothers? Maybe. Might be. I don't know. <laughs> people scream into your radio and <laughs> give us the answer. Or better yet, just call and tell us. Because we don't know everything. Yeah. We pretend to, but come on. We're only human. Yeah. 
You were talking about uh, subscription movie passes again. Well, how about ADT and Ford have jointly invested $100 million in a company called Canopy. This is a subscription service that brings home security type technology to automobiles. The system will be self-installed at launch, but Ford is working to bring integrated cameras to monitor your vehicles in the future. I think that's interesting. Several applications filed with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office at the end of 2021 by Walmart Connect, the retailer's digital advertising arm, indicate Walmart could soon launch its own, oh boy, cryptocurrency and non-fungible tokens. I also read that there's... Just what you want is a Walmart fungible token. I also read that they're coming to the metaverse. Yeah. Well, the company's initial foray into the emerging metaverse also included applications for shopping services called Verse to Store, Verse to Curb, and Verse to Home. I wonder if you're shopping at Walmart in the metaverse, if you'll see other people's avatars in their pajamas or something. (laughs) Now, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because they have no... uh, Clothing attire rules. Uh-uh. Just come as you are. Just yeah. spend money with us. You mentioned Ford earlier. The Ford is encouraging its customers to 3D print new accessories for the company's new 2022 Maverick truck. This week, Ford released CAD files of the Maverick storage area under the rear seats and also for its slotted accessories called the Ford Integrated Tether System, or FITS. It's a pretty interesting. How, how cute. Yeah. Um, there are a total of eight FITS slots in the vehicle. These are basically slots where you attach accessories to. Uh, there's a total of eight FITS slots in the vehicle, one behind the center console where a cup holder would normally go in many vehicles, and seven under the rear seat bench. It's designed to be modular, allowing customers to order a set of accessories to fit different needs, like storage dividers to separate cleats and footballs or grocery bag hooks. Some who bought the compact truck early before it became sold out got creative with the slots, designing and 3D printing their own FITS accessories and putting them up for sale. Things like a dog water bowl and vape holders. Yeah, vape holders. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so now Ford is encouraging people to print your own accessories to then fit into their new vehicles. But they're providing some as well. Yeah. So that could work. All you need is a 3D printer uh-huh. and a bunch of content stuff. Yeah. Although uh, one of the uh, articles I read, the, uh, the the author of the article was saying that he learned the hard way not to use whatever their, their PLA, which is the most common thing, because once you leave your car parked in a hot mm. area, he said that the cup holder that he print, 3D printed all melted. Oh, great. <laughs> that had to be a mess to yeah. clean so up. I guess you have to use the more heavy-duty plastics. I would suggest yeah. that you do that. A while back, Jeff Bezos shocked Amazon investors to the core with his bold prediction, quote, I predict one day Amazon will fail, close quote. In a recent interview, uh, Bozo explained that he believes Amazon will be disrupted one day and eventually will go bankrupt. What might be even more alarming is that Bezos has been dumping roughly $1 billion worth of Amazon stock every year. Hmm. But he's still building his boat. Boy, we got a lot of response from the tech news item last week about, where's this Rotterdam, I think it was, where they have to dismantle a bridge for his new yacht to fit to go out into sea. His nearly half a billion dollar yacht. Yeah. But he's dumping roughly a billion dollars worth of Amazon stock every year. That doesn't sound like he expects too much from his company. Well, he's got to pay for his yacht. He's got to pay to have this bridge dismantled and put back together. That's true. And and all the citizens of the area are going to line the bank 
uh, as the boat goes by, and throw eggs at and it. throw <laughs> eggs at the new yacht. I yeah. think that's awesome. Uh-huh. I hope they stain. Me too. And stink. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty bizarre. Well, don't uh, don't boats have poop decks? So isn't there ah. something else that would be a little more appropriate to throw? Than oh, eggs? Are, what are you suggesting? <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm just you know I've you know I just have, I've heard that term you know associated with boats. I so see. Oh, you yeah, have right. to go there. Yeah. But yeah, aim for the poop deck. That'd be kind of funny. Uh, Google this past Wednesday announced that it's adopting new privacy restrictions that will cut tracking across apps on its Android devices, following a similar move made by Apple last year that upended several firms' advertising practices. The changes could affect big companies that have relied on tracking users across apps like Facebook parent Meta. Apple's adjustments hit Meta particularly hard, for example. Meta said earlier this month Apple's privacy changes will decrease the social media company's sales this year by about $10 billion. That news contributed to wiping $232 billion from the company's market cap in a single day, eventually pushing the total below $600 billion. Last June, for uh, contrast, Meta was worth more than a trillion dollars. Interesting. That roller coaster ride's got to be driving them a little nuts. Yeah. So I guess Amazon's not the only one that's going to fail. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Not surprisingly, the COVID-19 pandemic led to a spike in personal computer sales in 2020 and 2021 as workers switched to telecommuting and students transitioned to online and hybrid learning. That growth, even amid a worldwide chip shortage, continued in the last year. PC purchases jumped 10 to 15 percent over already impressive figures in 2020. Consumer trends are also showing that people want more from their machines, such as greater processing power and better gaming capabilities due to work and lifestyle changes brought about by the pandemic. Interesting. Dawn in LaBelle, Florida, is participating with the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Don. Hi, Dave. Watched all of your uh, videos and listened to your podcasts online. And my favorite interview was the CEO of the uh, Wellness Test from Vivu. I guess that's how you pronounce it. And I actually ordered one of those. I haven't uh, got it yet or tried it, but it seems very, very interesting that you can do so many different tests at home with that uh, test kit. So I'm looking forward to trying that. And uh, my least favorite interviews were the ones where the products were not yet available. So I thought those are kind of useless uh, that they're advertising something that may or may not be available anytime soon. Thanks a lot. Enjoyed your four weeks of shows. Well, thank you, Don. We appreciate that. It's great to hear from listeners because I've, I've asked everybody to tell us what you liked most about what we covered at CES and what you like least. So he brings up some good points. And of course, the reason that we do talk about uh, things that are not quite available yet is because the name of our show is products available today and into tomorrow. Now, if it's too far away, we don't want to tease you either but brought up some good points. Thank you. We want to hear that from others in our audience as well. Do join us, won't you?
Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy, just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Do you have a tech question? Call us anytime, 1-800-899, into 1-800-899-4686. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. How old was Cameron then? Maybe four, you think? Maybe. It was. He started with us very early on, but he's going to be 10 in April. Yeah. 
Hard to believe. Wow. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm uh, the old guy, his grandfather, Dave. I'm the uh, oldish guy, his father, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast. It'll be easier, in fact, for most Into Tomorrow listeners. They've got plans starting at just $12 a month. Go to blubrry.com. Uh, stay tuned. In just a few minutes, we'll be joined by Travis Fry. He's the chief technology officer with a company called Calixt. They're a biotechnology company that has launched an initiative focused on engineering synthetic biology solutions. Pretty interesting, if you ask me. Something about uh, using a lab to then create some things that plants, I guess, naturally create or something. Yeah. yeah. It's wild, but fascinating. So do stay tuned for that interview coming up after this next commercial break. <laughs> It's time for our IFA History Feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Grave live. IFA History, IFA, IFA, IFA. The tube-based TV sets dominated the market since the beginning of the real mass market in the early 50s. The screens got bigger, but also very heavy and bulky. Stereo sound and color TV were the only innovations until the introduction of a remote control. In the beginning, connected to a TV with a cable. Cool. Introduced first by Zenith in the U.S. named Lazy Bones. Which is what in my head I used to call you when I was a kid because I was the remote control. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, I would never say that out loud. No, of course not. No, no. No problem. Yeah. Then remotes went wireless, first using ultrasound technology, which is where we get the term the clicker, because those first remotes used a clicking sound, and when the TV picked it up, it changed channels. That ought to keep the little squirts happy. But that was not very reliable, so the switch was made to infrared, technology still used today. IFA was, of course, showing all of these latest innovations. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. And we have every reason to believe that we will be visiting them again this year in September. Yeah. So if you're looking for a very cool city to visit, Berlin, Germany, and a very cool show to visit because it's open to the public, do check out ifa-berlin.com and join us there in person in September. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, now in our 27th year, bringing you the latest in cool tech. All kinds of consumer gadgets and gizmos, products and services, all sorts of technology available today and into tomorrow. And of course, you make the broadcast each and every week. Your calls, your participation, your help for other listeners, adding to some of our answers, your tech rage, whatever the case, we want to hear from you because, again, hearing you on the air makes the broadcast. And you don't have to wait till you hear us the next week. You can call anytime, 24-7, and we'll address your concerns on the next broadcast. You see, it's very easy. You can use your phone. I know that's odd. The old-fashioned way, use your phone. Call 800-899-INTO. Anytime, your convenience, 800-899-4686. Or you can mash that Ask Dave button on the website at intotomorrow.com. You'll see it on the right-hand side or lower right, depending on what device and browser. But on anything 
that has a microphone and a browser. Your phone, your tablet, your computer, your shoe phone, whatever the case, you can join us that way. Or, of course, with the Into Tomorrow app, and you can just press that button that says Message the Studio. Either way, we want to hear from you. Intotomorrow.com for more detail. Sustainability is certainly one of the most critical goals for the future of our planet, if you will, heading into tomorrow. Our next guest is with a biotechnology company that has launched an initiative focused on engineering synthetic biology solutions. Very cool stuff. We're joined by the chief technology officer, Ph.D. of a company called Calixt, Dr. Travis Fry. How are you, sir? I'm very good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, I know that it's estimated that more than 80% of all known natural compounds can be produced by plants. And I think maybe sometimes we don't realize how involved plants are in our daily lives. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I, you know, I got started in, in this business at a very young age, just in awe of what plants are capable of. And when you think about what plants have evolved to do, they, they basically have to get all of, of their resources uh, being stationary. They can't move like you or I can to, to get our food and our energy. Um, and those plants have evolved a very unique way to then produce these chemistries that they need to, to grow and, and live and defend themselves. The challenge has always been um, accessing some of these plants and chemistries uh, because they're limited in nature. They might be finite or in fragile ecosystems, uh, or they may just take a very long time to grow. And what we've done here at Calix is, is uh, build a system that we call our plant spring platform that allows us to design, engineer, and verify through chemistry that we're able to produce uh, these very unique chemistries using our plant-based system. And we like to call it our plant cell matrix. And we put that in then to our biofactory, which, which essentially allows us to take what normally would be produced sometimes in very uh, finite regions of the world uh, in very small quantities. And we're able to then multiply that up in our biofactory, which is indoors. It can be grown 24-7. It, it doesn't have any of the challenges with climate. Uh, or uh, any of the challenges with, you know, growing it out on, a, on an acre of land, we can put it anywhere. And it gives us the ability then to produce those chemistries that our customers and ultimately uh, their consumers are demanding uh, be more sustainable in their products. Uh, Dr. Fry, it, it seems that as a result of the kinds of things you're talking about, plants are absolutely the key to a sustainable future then. We believe so. We believe that uh, to date, plants have had a, a really significant role in our daily lives, primarily in food. And we believe that calyx, they can be used for more than food. It can be used for uh, all aspects of our lives, everything from nutraceuticals, cosmeceuticals, uh, in the pharma industry, which for, for many, many, many years, uh, a lot of the, the most valued drugs uh, came from plants originally, uh, and, and because of sourcing issues, they weren't able to be continued, uh, so they had to actually find synthetic ways to produce them. Wow. With our technology, we now can address that, that sourcing issue. So that's, of course, one, one of the many things that Calix is doing on a regular basis involving plants. Yes. Yes, we, we, we've been working uh, on, on this, this technology for the last uh, 11 years, and we've gotten very, very good at understanding the metabolism of plants and, and really how to, to program it 
and engineer the plant to produce those chemistries uh, of interest. And we, we leverage a lot of different types of technologies to do that. And probably one of the most impactful technologies that we've been starting to use is artificial intelligence and machine learning. And that's been, a, that's been impacting our ability to be more efficient and more successful uh, than ever in terms of bringing these uh, new technologies and, and, and new plant uh, production capabilities to life. Wow. I mean, it sounds like you guys are certainly on top of these kind of things. I love how at your website at kalixt.com, and by the way, it's C-A-L-Y-X-T, kalixt.com, nature-inspired Technology driven. I mean, that caught our attention right there, and that apparently is what makes Calix uh, and your solutions different from others. Yeah, very much so. Uh, you know, when you when you look across the industry, especially focused on synthetic biology, uh, fermentation has been the primary sort of dominant technology that's that's been used to bring some of these chemistries. When you think about the number of natural products that are available in the market or at least they've been classified to date, there's probably an excess of 170,000, 80% of which only plants can produce. And we expect that there's probably an excess of a million. And with that percentage, you think, okay, plants are really, really positioned well to produce those chemistries. The challenge is, is there, there hasn't really been a capability to reliably source it. And that's where we believe our plant spring platform and our biofactory really comes into play to help provide a source of these chemistries for really innovative companies to meet their customers' demands. Is that how you, in fact, uh, apply artificial intelligence into your process? And it does, in fact, make a difference then? It, it does. We, we started using artificial intelligence and machine learning in our processes uh, as 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 we think about how to, to reprogram the DNA, one of the challenges, we, we use the DNA that's inherent to the plant. So we're not adding, any, adding anything foreign to the, to the, to the plant. Good. But there's many, many combinations of approaches that we can use to get to the final product. And in some cases, those approaches may not be fully understood or known. And so we have to experiment our way to the final product. And with all those combinations, our scientists have a lot of different directions they can go, but the AIML was helping us narrow down and, and really sort and prioritize which directions to take, which then gave us the ability to make more efficient use of our time and resources to more quickly get to that end product. Once we started producing those, what we call our plant cell matrix, or the, the actual plant that produces the chemistries, then we actually had to figure out a way to, to produce it in a reliable and a productive way. And the AIML is starting to help us think about the many, many parameters that we use within our bioreactor, which we recently just uh, commissioned here in, in our Minnesota facility. It allows us to narrow in on the most important parameters that we need to focus on to optimize the growth of that material to yield the highest amount of chemistry but then also it helps us predict how we scale that at a larger, if we were to take it to a larger system than our current pilot scale bioreactor, it gives us all the parameters and, and helps us narrow in on what is most important to focus on optimizing. So it has it really helped us save time. It, it's helped to make our scientists 
more efficient with with their resources and and how they design their experiments and and also execute on the business needs. Well, I find it truly fascinating. And and I'm reminded uh, of another show that I hosted, gee, about 100 years ago, it seems, where I frequently had the author, uh, Jerry Baker. No, don't know if you ever heard of him, but he was the author of a series of books called Talk to Your Plants. And what was fascinating about that is that he did, in fact, talk about how you care for your plants and actually talk to them, you know, get involved with them in that sense. You guys are talking to your plants in a, in a way with machine learning and AI that is truly into tomorrow. Well, and I take it one step further that the AIML is helping us translate the plant language so that we can understand it. Wow. In, in many ways, the, the plants are extremely complex, and we've, we've just started to uncover the real potential Mm-hmm. And we believe the AIML will help us better understand both how they're speaking in their own DNA and, and how they produce these chemistries, but also how, how we can help um, with our capabilities and technology uh, to build the chemistries and the, and the plants that, that our customers really need. So not only are you talking to your plants, but your plants are talking back to you in that sense. And I think that's truly and, and, bizarre and interesting. <laughs> In, in some senses, yes, the, yeah. the, the real potential and the, if you think about the number of pathways and, and capabilities that plant possess, we're just starting to better understand that. And the AIML is really giving us uh, great insights into understanding that at a, at a greater level than we've ever, we've ever had in our history. That's awesome. And Travis, can you give us quickly a couple of examples, maybe how the technology that you guys are working on might impact the products and, and so forth that we might use in our everyday lives? Sure. I, you know, one of the biggest areas that we see plant-derived chemistries is obviously in the pharma sector. Um, most of the, the, the really valuable drugs that have been developed against many of the most challenging diseases, including cancer, have come from or were derived originally from plants. And so there's a huge potential there in terms of getting access to, you know, that some million-plus chemistries that haven't really been under either classified or understood previously. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start thinking about uh, cosmetics and nutraceuticals, bringing to bear some of the benefits being antioxidant uh, type of capabilities um, that, that plants offer, um, even just you know keeping uh, what I would consider to be a cleaner source of those. Um, right now, some of those are, are sourced from uh, open fields, and, and sometimes those plants can hyperaccumulate heavy metals. Um, those heavy metals can contaminate the ingredients, which obviously reduces the supply of those ingredients if they're if if they're too heavy in metal. But it also just it's a challenge to to handle those. Uh, and then lastly, I think it's about resource depletion. Many of the most valuable plant species on the planet that have these really unique chemistries can't be can't be easily sourced. Um, they may be in an Amazonian rainforest, and they're hard to get to, hard to discover. Um, in many cases, they may be hard uh, or take a long time to produce if they're coming from a tree, for example. Yeah. And so with our system, we're able to produce those chemistries in a much faster way in an indoor uh, bioreactor environment. So we, we can do that more sustainably and do it on a, uh, you know, a, a 24-hour 
uh, a day model, uh, 365 mm. days a year, really anywhere that you can put the facility. Love it. And who knows, maybe your research and the things that you do at Calix are going to make a difference, maybe even solve the common cold or or cancer, or at least help us with COVID nonsense as, you know, 127 variants are coming out. Who knows? I mean, the future is there, and the kinds of research that you guys are doing is absolutely fascinating. No doubt we can get more info at your website at klyx.com, right? Yes, you can. Kalix.com. It's C-A-L-Y-X-T.com. Thank you, Travis, for joining us. Fascinating stuff. We've got to get you back on as you do more and more and come up with uh, more things that we can talk about. Well, thank you, Dave. We appreciate you inviting us on. It's our pleasure. Again, I'm Dave Graveline. Into Tomorrow continues. Don't go away. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at one 800 781 That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United we stand. 1-800-781-6764.
As Into Tomorrow continues, did you know that spam email was actually named after the canned meat? We have a yeah, we have a can right here in the studio. Look at yeah. that. Spam. And it's good forever, I think. In a Monty Python skit, they said spam meat was horrible and being ubiquitous and inescapable. Much like spam email. Exactly. <laughs> now, unless you're from Hawaii, where they eat spam a lot. Yeah. I don't know anywhere else they do. <laughs> I used to eat it. I used to, you know. I used to have it as a Boy Scout on camping trips. Pan fry it, put it on some toast with a slice of cheese. It was pretty good. Wasn't really good. It was no. just pretty good. But you know, growing up poor in South Florida, this is what <laughs> we eat. <laughs> what are you growing up poor? I don't, I don't like you never poor. had a poor part of your entire life. No. I fed you every single day. Spam except sometimes. For, yeah, except but. for when you didn't, and I was stuck in the corner eating, you know, the three-year-old can of Spam that was from the hurricane kit. That's not <laughs> true. You're making people think that I'm just a terrible parent. Your mother was the terrible one. Well, isn't, isn't the new fad today to spread misinformation? I'm just trying to spread more misinformation. No, it's not the fad. Oh, okay. That's just what some people do that they shouldn't. No. This portion of Into Tomorrow, let me save us, is uh, brought to you in part by HughesNet. Too late. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer, including correct information. Text RADIO to 35000 if you'd like more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Mohammed in Katif, Saudi Arabia, downloads the free Into Tomorrow podcast. He says each and every week. And then he clicked on the Ask Dave button to participate at intotomorrow.com. Mohammed, hello. Hello. Dave, Chris, Cameron, and everyone in the, on the show. Thank you for your 26 years of providing us with knowledge and educating us. I have a problem with a new Dell Inspiron 2-in-1 laptop with the touch screen. It's a three-month-old laptop. I've noticed that the battery was draining a little bit too quickly, but recently it dies completely after a full charge, and I set it to sleep mode, disconnect it, wake up the next morning and it's completely dead way, to the point where I cannot start the laptop unless I plug it in. I am puzzled by this and I'd really appreciate any help you can offer me. Well, Mohammed, one of three things has to be happening. Number one, you have a rough process going crazy and eating up your battery. You can check for that by looking at Windows Task Manager and sorting by what is using the most CPU or RAM. Two, if that looks normal, something may be wrong with your computer, and after three months, you should be able to have it fixed or replaced under warranty, I would hope. So it would be good to reach out to whoever you bought it from. Now, the third thing that may be happening, the last thing that may be at play here is that that is just how long the battery lasts. I hope not, but that could be the case. Some don't last any longer than about five hours, even while sleeping. That's rarer these days than it used to be, but it's not impossible. Yeah, now, by the way, Windows has been pushing out some power management updates, and some companies are advising people to fully turn off their laptops before putting them uh, in backpacks because the new functionality can cause them to overheat and potentially catch fire in restricted airflow. Oops. Now, that means Windows itself might be to blame for abusing your battery life while the battery is asleep, especially if there's a Wi-Fi network around. Yeah. Intotomorrow.com. We can meet there.
when you participate here on Into Tomorrow, anytime, 24-7 at your convenience, and you are heard on the air participating, you win fabulous prizes. And while we always have to say no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us, mention one or two or three of the items that we're about to tell you, and we'll do our best to get one of them to you. We've got uh, from Benji Lock fingerprint padlocks. Your finger is your key, or the key is your fingertips. Yeah, something yeah, like that, yeah. exactly. <laughs> from Elago, protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri remotes. From Sylvania, Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulb, so you can control your lights from any mobile device. More cool stuff we brought back from CES with us. Several Elite 7 Pro true wireless earbuds from Jabra. And from Dantech, Bob, the ultra-compact dishwasher. Yeah, so if you live alone, or one or two of you, and that's it, small apartment, an RV, whatever the case, or you just don't ever have many dishes, this is perfect. Yeah, they say it'll do the daily dishes for two people. There you go. And check it out. We've got links to all of our prizes so that you can learn more about them when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. And, of course, when you subscribe to our free once-a-week tech newsletter, 800-899-INTO, or just click that Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow.